0: hey Terry hey,
1: buddy. how are you sir doing
0: good, you? I am doing well can you hear me
1: yep can you hear me
0: yeah very clear very clear clearly let me just <sighs> turn up the volume good to see you again sir good to see you I see you' kick I see you're killing it man you stepped your game up with everything i'm trying it's inspiring
1: yeah i still got a lot more to learn but
0: yep. it's inspiring it's inspiring man being a thank you being a fellow podcaster you know like i understand how it how the challenges are gonna come but you're gonna figure it out you know what i mean and you're gonna develop your own way and your own style with improving your show yeah
1: it's nice i uh, have so many people like yourself and other podcasters willing to help me so much so it means a lot
0: no worries sorry that was just my dog howling <laughs> you heard that right yeah <laughs> sorry about that he's a howler he, he doesn't bark he's a howler so <laughs> yeah of course i i said you know if ever there is anything i'm i'm sort of like a Like in any relationship or friendship that I have, I'm a bit of a tough lover. So it's like (laughs) I want people to figure it out as well, you know, like I'll give those tidbits or support. But I want I want people to Apollo, cut it out.
1: man. (laughs) I'm sorry. That sounds so funny. (laughs) It's like every time I'm on a
0: call, he knows it's like he he was he didn't do any of this before we got on the call. The moment we get on a call, he started.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's funny,
0: but i want to encourage people to kind of figure some things out the way i did you know what i mean because only you know what your show should look like or what you want it to feel like you know or sound like etc because right. it's your it's your baby you know what i mean yep like i don't know if you remember but like i i told you that this is like the third version of my show that i've gone through Because the first two versions, it wasn't really, it wasn't what I wanted it to look like, you know? Right. And I guess sometimes that happens for folks, you know? Like, you'll have to go through a couple iterations before you get to the one, like, third time's a charm, you know?
1: Yeah. And then just because something um, doesn't work out doesn't mean it won't work out. Like, um, Samuel L. Jackson's one of my favorite actors, and he didn't even become um successful enough to live off acting until his 40s isn't that crazy yeah and now he's like the most famous black actor
0: (laughs) it's crazy it's crazy like no one can question your timing like your it's your time when it's your time you know even even you can't call it like sometimes you'll think oh i want i'm grinding 18 19 20 21 but your big break comes at like 45 you know so sure what are some what are some things that uh that like you've learned recently with the whole show and what you've been doing
1: well um i've ha- I've had a friend a uh, jur taker who's um, been helping me a lot and and kind of uh, gave me a, a direction of like how to take notes how to uh, make it seem more personal when I'm talking to people and there's still a lot more stuff I got to learn, but it's just nice kind of having someone who's done it for like 10 plus years and just giving me advice and it's actually paying attention to what I'm doing instead of just telling me to figure it out myself, you know, kind of give me guidance, give me direction.
0: Yes. Yeah, you got to have that healthy balance, right? Because you're going you're gonna to figure things out on your own through that journey as well. Um, right. so it's good to have that guidance and i'm I'm really happy for you um today yeah today so we're just going to touch base on gladiator i'm already <laughs> i'm already recording if that's okay with you because i felt like yeah our intro yeah. convo would be good
1: well um i just want to say thank you for having me on the who and how clip
0: 100% thank you for coming on again you know we're gonna do these ongoing uh film reviews right so this is a, yep. good, a good way to start um Let's, uh, so the last time we spoke, sorry, let me do my little intro quickly. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what you're listening to today, this is the Who and How Club. You know the slogan, you are the Who and How Club, I am the Who and How Club, and we are the who's and how's of this world. Without you, without me, there is no we. So while we're here together, why don't we just sit and uh, review some movies together and talk about our favorite movies, our favorite mm-hmm. TV shows, things that we like, things that relate to us or that we feel relate to us in, in these artistic ways, whether you you're watching film television you know comic books uh whatever cartoons uh cartoons from your childhood we're going to talk about it all if you don't know who we have on today's episode it is terry now the last time we spoke with terry uh we showed up on his show uh which is the faithful film fanatic uh podcast and we reviewed training day uh we didn't get to finish that review But uh, I know we'll get to it sometime. So I figured, (laughs) uh, you know, since that episode, Terry and I were speaking and he was speaking with Carlos, my manager, and we're figuring out ways to continue to collaborate with one another. And Terry knows how much I love movies. I know how much Terry loves his movies, Uh, hence his uh, the title of his show and what his show represents. And we got to know Terry last time. He got to know me. So we said, you know what? Why don't we get back together review another film that kind of means something to both of us and uh, see how the vibe goes. Do I got that right? Yes, sir. Did I miss anything?
1: Not that I know of. Um, since you mentioned the training day, did you want to, like, kind of go final thoughts on training day or just kind of just?
0: I think, I think we could do how- it. I think we could, do if you agree, I think we could do like a training day part two because I think you actually we titled it part one. Right. So, yeah, they'll yeah, be okay. expect yeah. they'll be expecting a part two. So we should have like an episode specifically dedicated to to the rest of training day. If you agree. What do you think? Yeah, I'm
1: fine with that. Yeah. Why
0: don't you tell the people uh, just how you've been lately? You know, like answer the question, like, just how are you? Like, how are you doing? How is Terry doing?
1: i'm doing really good uh i've gotten to do some of the stuff i've always wanted to do it feels it feels like things are working out i um get am to sorry <laughs> sounds like he's dying what the hell are you okay are you in heat what is this like just relax man.
0: jesus I'm like...
1: a... <laughs> it's all good <laughs> I'm getting to uh, be a uh, actor in the uh, great passion play. I got to move to Eureka, and have a job I like a lot more, I have more time to work on my podcast, get to do some volunteer work, meet some really good people, And so it's just been very interesting. I just the only downside is I'm 200 miles from my uh, family and I've never really been long without my family and it's been like three four months and i just miss them a lot but that's the only downside
0: wow what a big move for you so you said yeah. you're
1: you're acting in a play right
0: now is that what you said yeah and what's the um, play called yeah the,
1: the great passion play
0: and what's that about? it's uh yeah.
1: so uh, are you familiar with the bible
0: <laughs> yes sir yeah, sir, we kind of spoke uh, about our beliefs since stuff right. last episode yeah yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah it's been so long i just I forget no 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 it's bit. okay yeah
0: <laughs> i know how i know how how much god plays a role in your life and me too as well just not on the religious side but i know you're very religious yeah. so we kind of spoke about uh, that so yeah yeah
1: the uh, great passion play is just a play telling you the story of jesus dying for your sins just from the New Testament from the Bible.
0: And what's your role in the play? What's your role?
1: Uh, um, So uh, right before the season ended, because I joined right at the end of the season, I uh, was a cross thief, so I got to <laughs> hang on the cross. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. Wow. And I get, to, uh, I get to play with fake blood. And so, like, every night I just – get it all over my face and just get as bloody as I can. Yes. Actually, one funny story, though, real quick, was uh, one night during the play, I was thinking a lot about this time period in history and thinking about all the movies I've watched, and I was trying to be very convincing, and because um, they are taking me to the cross and I'm supposed to be very weak, I yes. started limping and limping, and <laughs> then uh, the, the, the actors kept asking me if I was okay because they thought I was actually hurt. Right. <laughs> and then one of the actors uh, playfully punched me, and I tried reacting like it hurt real bad, right. and they actually thought they hurt me. Right. And so I, my, I did kind of backfire because they thought I was actually hurt, and I was just trying to act really good.
0: So you're a good actor. You're pretty much a good actor, because they got they they're believing that you're actually hurt, right? Like that's your yeah. That's a skill yeah. to have. Another skill I want to point out of yours, first off, is like it sound the way you're speaking right now is totally different from when we first met. Like you sound more confident. You sound more like just on the ball and I want to commend you for that have you been kind of like stepping out of your comfort zone lately does this play play a role in that your podcast since our last conversation even
1: yeah I, I think everything has been me out of my comfort zone I also think that this is a little bit easier because I kind of already know you and if it was the first time again I probably would be a little Nervous, a little yeah. shaking from time to time, but yeah, once you get used to somebody, it gets a little bit easier
0: I agree with you, I agree with you, same with me, like I kind of i'm I'm glad that we've been able to build this connection, and only God knows what the future is gonna hold for like these ongoing themed episodes and stuff like that you know so i'm happy i'm glad that we've made this uh, connection and this collaboration um before we get into the actual review of gladiator um and maybe you know we got some new listeners today whether they're going to be listeners from your end or my end and we're going to build a bridge just share a bit of uh where you come from so that people get an idea on how this connection was built like where do you live you said you moved to eureka is that the place? Yeah. So where are so you moved- originally from and then yeah, talk about Eureka.
1: Uh, so, I'm originally from Cabot, Arkansas. I've lived in Cabot my whole life and didn't never really cared that much for Cabot cuz there's really not a whole lot to do in Cabot. And but um, my uh, parents went on vacation and told me about the great passion play and I've always loved acting and I always wanted to pursue acting and a career in movies like this podcast and so I just thought it'd be a good opportunity to move down here to Eureka Springs and be part of the uh, great passion play and just see how things work and right now I live in a uh, motel so it's not like the wealthiest lifestyle but it it's fun it's different you get to meet new people every day
0: so, how far, how long will you be in Eureka for?
1: Um, my plan, I guess, is permanently, or until I get a better opportunity. I guess. Um, what I've been hoping for a lot is every once in a while, they will film low-budget movies or movies at the Passion Play, and I'm hoping that. Sometime down the road, I'll get an ch- opportunity to be in a movie. And uh, sometimes they film movies in Fayetteville and just wherever it takes me, just I guess just taking a leap of faith.
0: And ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't hear that, that's Fayetteville, which is the same place that J. Cole is from, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think he's from Fayetteville, if I'm not mistaken um that's cool yeah arkansas is the south right yeah 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 so that's um, cool yeah so i think he's from there um that's really inspiring terry like for real like i'm i'm inspired like after i get off the phone uh this call with you i might go look up some opportunities and try to get involved because i've always wanted to act and stuff as well and um i've modeled and stuff in the past but i've kind of put a hold on that because of you know covid and stuff like that i wasn't really sure where the industry was going um but i really want to get involved in some more creative stuff so just seeing your growth is truly truly inspiring so i just want to say thank you i appreciate you for being here today and uh thank you yeah let's let's get into it we got about uh we're 15 minutes in so we got a little bit of time um so let's just go into it how do you want to start with gladiator you want to start from the beginning
1: or um real quick i thought it was kind of interesting how reviewing um i just thought it's interesting how god works like how um i was and i'll continue when the season starts back up being in a play that takes place during roman history right and here we are reviewing a movie that takes place in roman history i just thought that was cool
0: and you want to hear what's so crazy here's another here's another like tidbit so you you're saying that right i that's totally It's, like, ironic, right? And it's, like, spot on and right on time for the theme. Another thing that I find very interesting is that this week, the director of the movie, Ridley Scott, I don't know if you saw this report, but he was slamming superhero movies. And he himself said that he created three superhero movies, and one of them being Gladiator. So, what are the odds of the director of the movie that we're going to review this week <laughs> makes a report, like makes a statement in the news, and it's all over the internet right now because he's slamming like superhero movies, saying that you know they don't really have great scripts. Um, what is really considered to be a superhero? Because he feels like he created superhero movies with Alien, um, with um, I forget the character that sigourney weaver plays Uh, i think her name is not ridley ripley ripley um and then his second superhero movie is gladiator and his third superhero movie is just harrison ford (laughs) because i think he did um if i'm not mistaken i think ridley scott also directed um blade runner
1: blade runner yeah yeah okay
0: so he says he you know harrison ford just as his own entity is a superhero so I just found it weird that you're in this play. Then the director Ridley Scott made this comment this week, and now you and I are on a call, and we're going to speak about
1: one of his movies. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, but th- I think that is so weird because, like, both Alien and Blade Runner are both sci-fi, and, I can- and when I think of superhero, I think of sci-fi, and there's nothing sci-fi about Gladiator, right? So, like, I-, I don't, I- I'm not i don't understand how ridley scott thinks it's a superhero movie i mean he's the director it can be whatever he wants it to be i yeah. just don't get it <laughs> yeah i mean i think i think
0: the term i think the term superhero could be you know you could be a superhero in your own right you know in your life and you know maybe if there's something some adversity that you've made it out of or you know, you've gone to battle and fought for things that you believe in. I think, I think that makes you a, a a bit of a superhero. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's just looking at Maximus as a hero. He's the hero of the story, and if, right. un- unfortunately, he doesn't survive per se. But, um, you know, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain, right?
1: Right, but. I feel like a hero and a superhero are two totally different things. Talk to me. <laughs> so when I think of a hero, I think of like someone in the military or yes, um, a movie about someone saving something or someone. But when I think of a superhero, I think of someone with superpowers.
0: Right. Right.
1: <laughs> and Maximus doesn't have
0: superpowers neither does uh our guy from blade runner or a or ripley
1: okay i didn't know that yeah I haven't they watched don't. those movies in a while but yeah they don't it's interesting
0: well do you do you agree with him with the whole superhero thing like they don't have good scripts like those movies and stuff i don't think you could compare a ridley scott movie to like a captain america movie you know like from the uh um uh, what are their names the one the guys that uh that directed like the Avengers and stuff like that. I I forget their names, but
1: can you even compare those kinds of movies? Infinity War. Infinity War is the only really good, in my opinion, Marvel movie within the last, that I have seen within the last five, 10 years. It's the only movie that dared to be different and went outside the comfort zone of your stereotypical superhero movie right and even i did not hate Endgame. but it made me mad that disney made a movie to fix everything that happened in the infinity war as if infinity war never existed right it's the russo's
0: by the way the uh joe russo, russo yeah like yeah, yeah the brothers yeah yeah i mean i i loved infinity war even even though infinity war is the pre is the is sort of like the prelude to endgame i still like infinity war the most i don't know why something about endgame i just don't yeah
1: for me infinity war is the only superhero movie i've seen where the superheroes lose and because it was different that's why i like it so much
0: and then also, yeah, I like uh yeah, they actually went through something tragic in that movie. You know what I mean? So I I agree with you. I feel like that movie it's just so interesting, like front to back. Like I don't feel like I'm watching a superhero movie. I just feel like I'm watching some people who are going through some uh, like imagine if that happened in real life, you know what I mean? So Yeah. Um,
1: you could you could relate to them a lot more in a like way. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, supernatural people that are like that are almost like gods. Almost, they actually felt like people.
0: Yes, yes. So then, mirroring Infinity War and uh, you know Gladiator, like Gladiator, he he loses. Do you do you feel like he loses in the end? Like when we look at Gladiator, because he passes, right?
1: Yeah, I I I don't think he loses, and my reason for that is. Like, you think about the movie Gladiator, like, what is the theme of the movie? Like, what's the goal? Mm-hmm. The theme, the goal, is going home. Yes, uh, Like yes. whenever at the very beginning of the movie, all he wants to do is stop fighting and go home. Yes. And as stuff changes throughout the story, home kind of changes where home is. And at the very end, he finally gets to go home.
0: Huh. I agree. Yeah, I like that. That ending, (laughs) that that final scene has always kind of stuck out to me in my mind, you know, like with the field and everything like that. And they've been speaking about bringing Gladiator, like doing a sequel. Have you heard of that?
1: No, I don't know how that would be.
0: I know, right? There's been this talk for years on years about uh, the sequel being based on... uh, like maximus not really dying or like you know i don't know like taking it maybe even making it more of a prequel or or even him within the um like the afterlife kind of thing so i read a report and it said that in april 2021 chris hemsworth speaking of avengers right approached (laughs) approached russell crowe with a proposal to become involved with the sequel uh, with the intention to co-produce the film while working together on Thor, Love and Thunder. The two actors shared additional ideas for the film, and by September 21, Ridley Scott stated that the script was once again begin beginning to be worked on, with, the, with his intention being to direct the sequel upon the completion of production of another project that he's working on. So it sounds like they're really going to go through with a friggin' sequel to Gladiator, and I'm like... I don't know how he's going to pull this one off
1: you know that's another thing that's interesting kind of like fits into my theme of my podcast this year is about how like movies are always just about like what gets the most amount of money like newer movies aren't as good as older movies and that's one interesting thing It's like the only reason i feel like they would make a sequel is because it's going to make a lot of money
0: Right, and then ironically, that would be Ridley Scott kind of following those superhero movies, you know, like the same and movies all that he's money. yeah, the same movies that he's shutting <laughs> down. But I know, I know he's an artist, and I know that Gladiator means so much to people. So it could go one of of two ways: he either ruins the, he either tarnishes the, the legacy of that movie, or he actually makes it really good you know and and makes it make sense um and he was saying it could either be a prequel or a sequel set like 15 years if it's a sequel it might be set 15 years later but i don't know and then if you think about superhero movies you know superheroes never die they always come back to life so like it's like he's he's slamming superhero movies but then at the same time he's kind of following that he's making a superhero movie
1: that's funny. That so, is funny.
0: So I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. But do you think he should just leave it alone?
1: Yeah. I, I think that there are certain movies that are left better alone. And then there are some movies that need a continuation. But, you know. Okay. Like, I hate when movies and on cliffhangers. Yes. And they never make a follow-up movie.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Those are like uh yeah. <laughs> but they set they set those movies up on purpose for hof- hoping for a sequel to to come into play, but just some movies don't need a cliffhanger or a sequel, you know? Like just end your movie off right, man. Just end it. A lot of people don't know how to end a movie, man. A lot of movies don't That's end true. really right, really good, you know?
1: Yeah. I'd say, like, I like writing, and I write a lot. And I'll say that, like, writing the beginning and the ending of the story is the most difficult part. Yes. Anybody can write the middle.
0: Yes. Do you find that Gladiator ended the right way? Like, it ended the way yeah. it, you felt completed? Complete when yeah, it ended?
1: Because... I felt like that was the theme of the movie. I mean, like, movie like Castaway, it's not really about Tom Hanks being shipwrecked on the island. It's about relationships. And so the movie Gladiator, it's not really about him surviving Gladiator games. It's about his journey to home, and he finally got to go home. Hmm. At least that's the way I look at it.
0: (laughs) I interpret it uh, in a similar way because his his family home for him is his family. Yeah.
1: In the beginning and his family's dead. And yeah, so. and his
0: family's dead, yeah. In the beginning, he wanted to go home to his family who were alive. Right. So his home was with his family that's alive. <laughs> now right. that his family's dead, his home is now you got he wants to go home wherever they are is his home. Whether right. they're dead or alive. You know, that's how I interpret it. He was done fighting. He was, ugh, I hate, I hate Joaquin yeah. Phoenix's character in this movie.
1: That is funny that you said that because I was actually going to take a stab at him. So, like, first time I watched this movie in like July when I, right before I got sick and we had to postpone the review and stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I hated. Hated Joaquin Phoenix in this movie just because it was the first time I'd ever watched a movie of his after the Joker. And I, even though this movie is 19 years before the Joker, I thought that Joaquin Phoenix would like deliver the same as he did in the Joker. And right. I was disappointed.
0: <laughs> so you were disappointed in his, uh, in his, what were you disappointed not... in?
1: Well, okay. I'm not sure if it, if I was disappointed in his acting of his character, yeah. or if I was disappointed in his character, Because there were certain times that felt like he was a very poor actor and yes. being way over I know dramatic.
0: I know what you mean. But
1: yeah, yeah. at the same time, what if like that was his character? Because like you think about the Star Wars movies. And Anakin's a lot like that the same way, but that is his character. Yeah. You know, like if you were an Anakin shoes, you'd probably be all whiny and fussy the same way he is. And so, you know, like maybe in this specific movie, maybe it wasn't a bad acting, maybe that was just his character. I, I don't know.
0: I think I think it's hard to like uh to go back and You know, you're watching a movie in the present, something that was made, like, let's say this year or last year, and then going back to see a person, an actor's range from back then, which isn't that long ago, but it's still early in someone's career, right? Like, Joaquin Phoenix was pretty young at that time, so his acting chops, they were good for that time, but he's only gotten better with time, you know? I have to interrupt this episode to tell you
1: something I've been dying to share with you have you heard of the company habits 365 you haven't (laughs) do you live in the cave (laughs) i support habits 365 because you get great quality clothes and by you giving money to them you're helping spread positivity every day of every year what's better than that i'll tell you what's better than that if you buy something from them and you by clicking the link below going to the website use promo code faithful film in all caps and i'll save you some money too so really it's a win-win what are you waiting for
0: let's get back to the episode Also, it's hard to go back and take him in the same way you would take him in uh in a, during like a movie that he's done today like the joker or like another right. movie that he's done called the master like he his range is crazy. Like, I really respect him as an actor. But I remember, like, I when that movie came out, The Gladiator, or Gladiator, sorry, I was, I watched it in the theater with my mom. My mom took us to see it. And I always liked, like, these, these types of movies, right? So I, I remember just saying to myself, yo, he's a really great actor at that time. But watching his growth, he's definitely become greater, you know? So, But it's hard to mirror both timelines, like watching a movie in 2021 from an actor versus a 1999, the way movies were filmed and scripts were written and the drama, they were just expressed so differently, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: But he's still a good actor. You agree, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen a whole lot of his earlier films, but... Like I'm obviously like the Joker, he's a good actor for being able to do what he did in that movie. and um, and you know, I mean, he was a good actor in this, but not as good. But that's just part of the character approach and getting there with your craft. so
0: did you know did you know that um there were other actors set to play Maximus, who like auditioned? for the role did you know
1: i uh did not know about maximus but i did know that there were other ones wanting to play as commodus
0: yes yeah a couple people who wanted to who were like mel gibson was offered the role at first apparently uh before russell Crowe. but i think russell Crowe, i mean mel gibson he felt like he was too old um, I think I read that Antonio Banderas uh, wanted to I think he auditioned or he was considered or something Hugh Jackman and this was like before X-Men for Hugh Jackman you know like right around the, at the same time so um, Tom Sizemore so it's pretty cool to see like who was really uh, interested in it and then with Russell Crowe being Maximus and working with Ridley Scott, it pushed them to work together numerous other times, like other times afterwards. Cause they did like um, right. American gangster together, which is like the Frank Lucas uh, bio kind of biopic. And uh, they did a Robin hood movie together. So I feel yeah. like Ridley Scott and Russell Crowe, they make like a good combination, you know?
1: You're right. Sure. Um, I've read that Jude Law was one of the options to play Commodus. Do you think Jude Law would have been better than Joaquin Phoenix at this certain time period?
0: It's so hard to pick, like, put someone else in that role. You know, like as we were speaking, I was even thinking about Antonio Banderas being Maximus, and it's like. I don't know, man. It's hard to picture the, once a movie like that comes out and it makes such an impact, it's hard to envision anyone else in those roles. Jude Law is a good actor too, but I think he could do a role, like I'd like to see Jude Law in a role like that now, today, you know, like I think he was in a King Arthur movie last year and he was like a bad king or whatever. Uh, I didn't I didn't watch that movie, but I know that it exists and uh, he could play like a bad guy now, but it's hard to see uh, anyone else in that role. I think that was made for Joaquin, you know, and he had that whininess to him, too. He was he was a brat. He was a brat and he was (laughs) sick in the head, man. He killed his own father. Did you get the theme of like him liking his sister, like loving his sister? What is up with that?
1: I don't know. It kind of remind me of Game of Thrones again. It's like Game of Thrones all over. Again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I You know. I haven't. I haven't watched Game of Thrones, but I've heard like you know someone. I've heard people sleeping with their aunts on that on that show and stuff like that.
1: Well, uh, correct me of, if I'm wrong. <laughs> well, I don't know about aunts, but there, there's a lot of incest of brother and sister in the show. Why? Like why? <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's the way the show goes about it. It doesn't really feel that nasty because they normalize it, which I'm not saying is right. But, like, as you're watching this show, you kind of. that It's still kind of gross, but you depend not to think about it as much. I mean, but it's overall it's a good show, but there's just some really like the first couple seasons of that series is more about sex i feel like than the story but and as the story progresses it starts getting really good
0: yeah that's why i didn't really watch the show i felt like it was overly like sexed like hyper sex like i don't wanna i i could care like it's gratuitous it's like unnecessary you know like i don't want to indulge in this and I don't know why they have to put stuff like that in the show. Like, I don't... Do they even well, know... Do they know that they're siblings? Or well, do, is it like...
1: Not, go, no, the characters are siblings. The actual actors are. But no, like in no, the, for sure. Yeah. In the, yeah, but in the story, yeah, they know that they're siblings. So
0: they know. It's not like something where it happens and then, oh, they find out later on that they're related.
1: It's like, no. they know? Yeah, they, they know. Jesus. <laughs> they... they the, uh, I'll tell you what, though, like talk, talking about HBO, that kind of goes back into what I was talking about earlier, how people put stuff into s- movies and shows just to make it sell. Right. And, like Game of Thrones, Westworld, like that, those shows had so much nudity in that because nudity sells. Right. It doesn't offer anything to the story, doesn't, you know, but people will pay money for that, so but it's kind of weird because like to that certain extent of nudity that was in Game of Thrones and Westworld like if someone wanted to watch that nudity to that certain extent why not just watch porn or something else why do you have to put that into a show
0: that's what I, I've always said Terry it's so weird that you're saying this like, <laughs> like I don't think these things should be in TV shows because you have other options to go look at that at like I don't want this I feel like it's gratuitous like it doesn't have anything to do with the story you know but it just gets added into it so it's like i get what you're saying like sex sells right
1: yeah like think like you know how many soda ads you see on tv where it's a woman in bikini drinking soda right and that's what makes people buy soda right it's just kind of sad that it's like that but
0: so what do you what do you think Gladiator used to kind of sell or like what made Gladiator like what kind of elements do you feel Gladiator uh had in it to kind of make it so great like the film that it is today? The action
1: if it didn't had as good of like there, not just that there are a lot of action sequences but like the way the action sequences were, because this was before Lord of the Rings, and right. they had really, really good action sequences that weren't copycat of something else. It was them doing it. Right. And so I think that that just draws a lot, of te- a lot of attention in itself, and it's not like one of those action sequences are so long, like John Wick, that it gets boring. Right. Like, it's kept fresh.
0: It's well balanced with like the story, the drama. There's a lot of drama. Like that movie is really focused on family, right? It's right. kind of like the Fast and the Furious movies, not to compare. But the reason right. why Fast and the Furious has become the movie that the the film series that it is, it's like it focuses so it focuses so much on family that everyone sure. relate can relate to it. Females, males, young, old. That 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 concept of family is in there, and like Gladiator had that, right? It's like, right. Uh, what am I? I'm fighting for freedom, I'm fighting for my family, I'm fighting for principle.
1: Well, wouldn't that all fall under the same thing? I mean, because you think about if if Maximus won the Gladiator games, won his freedom back, and but he wasn't with his family, then. Did he truly have freedom because now he's he's not really he's still not really happy and he's still suffering in pain because now he has to go on live his life without his family
0: huh I like that because it it kind of mirrors like real life like if you think about people who are like rich right or who become right. wealthy or whatever or they were born with a silver spoon. And they still don't end up being happy, you know, because they don't what 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 what's really supposed to make them happy doesn't make them happy. And then we on the outside look at them and they're like, oh, they have all the riches in the world. Why aren't they happy? But it's like those core things, those core things at your core, you're in your heart, your soul. You're not happy. You're not even happy with yourself. So it's like Maximus could win. He could get all the riches he could have give be given the power like like he 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 put down power like he didn't want the power that that uh Joaquin phoenix's father was going to give to him he didn't even want it
1: right no nope.
0: so it shows you what type of character of a man he is and what means something to him versus what uh the king's son wanted, you know. Joaquin, sure. he wanted that power. You could see what he would have done with that power, and still not be a happy person. But Maximus was a simple man, a loyal man, and he uh, he could have won and gotten all the accolades. But if he didn't have his family, then he's not fulfilled.
1: For sure, and in a weird way, that reminds me a lot of um, Jim Carrey because I like Jim Carrey a lot, and I done lots of research on him in the past. And something he talks a lot about is how he wishes everybody could experience what it's like to be a celebrity and to what it's like to have wealth. And because he was talking about how it's not all that it sounds to be. And he was saying that he grew up poor in Canada and he thought that happiness would come when he was a famous Um, celebrity and then when he finally moved to America and things started working out and he became famous that things didn't work out that way because anytime he was with somebody he's always having to ask if they really cared about him or if they were just with him because of his money wow and he talked a lot about how he was depressed for so long and a lot of comedians are actually really depressed which is really sad
0: yeah, I mean, the Robin Williams thing. Uh, what's his name? Um, not Will Ferrell. Uh, what's the guy from Beverly Hills, Ninja? I know his name. Chris Farley? Chris Farley, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say Farley, but the Farley brothers, they're the guys who did. Uh, There's something <laughs> about Mary and stuff like that. But yeah, Chris Farley, like all of those guys, they didn't, like, they weren't happy, man. And that's the sad sad clown concept, you know, like we see these clowns and they're supposed to bring other people joy and always have a smile on their faces. But no one asks the clown, like, how are you? Or, you know, the person behind the makeup. No one really knows what's going on, you know? So,
1: yeah. Robin uh, Williams, my favorite quote from him is – Always be kind because you never know what war someone is facing.
0: What war someone is facing? Yeah. Damn. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's deep. Yeah. I mean, but but celebrity or not, like we all go through those things. You know, like it's all of us. Yeah. Like it's everyone. It does just because you're a celebrity or you have money, or you're the opposite of that. Like it doesn't exempt you from. De- things like depression, you know?
1: That, right, that's true. But I would argue and say that being a celebrity could make what's normal for us 20 times worse because you have everyone watching and paying attention to you. It's like anytime you mess up, it's in the gossip magazine, paparazzi's guy, people are talking about it. Like the whole thing with Alec Baldwin... Did you hear about what happened with Alec Baldwin?
0: Yeah, I did. Yeah.
1: I've been watching TikTok videos where uh, paparazzi are like interfering with his family time, uh, talking bad to him in front of his wife, his kid, and just getting involved in his personal life. And like, I I can't say I agree everything about Alec Baldwin and the way he lives his life, but I feel so bad for the guy. Having to go through all that. Uh,
0: well, what? how does that even happen? Like, who, who put a real gun on set?
1: Well, you think about what you see in movies. A lot of times they have to make it look real. And prop guns are made to look real. So when you're watching it, it's real. So Alec Baldwin probably just did what he was told. He didn't know it was a real gun.
0: But who in the world would put a real gun on set? Like, how how um, careless could that, could you be? Like, that's the same thing with the Brandon Lee thing. You know Brandon Lee?
1: Yep.
0: Like, we've seen this before. Are people not learning lessons? Like, what what is going on? How do we, how does something that happened in like 1995 repeat itself in 2021? Like who's using the who's placing these real guns on set and having real bullets and we're shooting a film.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like I think people aren't speaking about that. I think the person who allowed that gun to be on set should be held accountable, not Alec Baldwin.
1: You know but something else. This is completely off topic, but I like over the years I've always been kind of fascinated with Hollywood and I've dug a lot into Hollywood and there is a lot of corruption in Hollywood Yes. and something that tends to happen is when someone is a threat then their lives will get ruined. Yeah. Just like how people are chewing out Alec Baldwin right now. So something I'm thinking about is like, what if, Alec Baldwin just maybe did something that someone didn't like and he got set up kind of thing yeah that's that's what I'm thinking I hope I'm wrong but that's where I'm
0: (laughs) it's I think anything is possible like there was a lot of conspiracy with uh you know even Brandon Lee and like why that happened to him and that was Bruce Lee's son and A lot of people didn't like Bruce Lee because of because of him teaching like all cultures and all the secrets of martial arts and stuff like that. So that was like a get back for them. Like there's all these conspiracy theories. Right. But at the end of the day, you and I both know common sense. There shouldn't be real guns on set or real bullets. Bottom line. Sure. So who the hell who's the culprit in all of this stuff? You know,
1: it's a good question for sure
0: we're jumping around. We're jumping around. We're talking about movies. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about everything but gladiator, but it all kind of jazz for that. <laughs> no, 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 it's not you. It's me too. We're just kind of, we we're showing the people, our love for films and everything revolving around films, whether we're talking about on sets how they make films and the conspiracies behind them and the trials and tribulations of our favorite actors, Um uh, I think it's cool. Let's touch let's touch a little bit more on Gladiator. And of course, whatever we don't finish today, we could always uh, you know, continue on another day and just continue the conversation. Um talk about maybe let's let's pick a let's pick a a very a very specific moment in the film that means the most to both you and I. Uh, and maybe we could just start off with that and uh, share with the people what part of that film kind of means the most to us individually.
1: Well, for me, uh, what I liked a lot was how, how Joaquin thinks his character was so arrogant and ignorant, and the fact of challenging Maximus at what he's the best at, tries to cheat at it, and still loses. And then Maximus, you know, at the very end, dies, and it's actually a happy ending because he finally gets to reach that goal to see his family. Yes.
0: I think for me is like when he's in the Coliseum and he's asking the people, you know, are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? It kind of mirrors real life in a way. Like you could give so much, even your life and folks won't be satisfied with that. You know what I mean? Or like they actually want to see your demise. Like there are so many hidden messages in the movie. Right. And I feel like if, if you really pick it apart, you can adapt it to even what's going on today and with social media and stuff like that. Like, it's just crazy. It's just crazy how a film could have so many uh, behind-the-scenes, hidden messaging. And when you're making a movie like that, you don't really know it, right? You don't know how much of an impact it's going to have culturally or for the future even. But I could watch that movie and learn things about life like today, you know, like things today that I could use. And I think that you are you not entertained part, there's like such depth in that one because it's like, I felt like that was Russell Crowe even saying it, not just Maximus, you know, <laughs> like as an actor, like I'm sure actors feel like that, you know, like we go and watch yeah. these films for entertainment value. But it's like going back to what you were saying about Jim Carrey and stuff like that, like and the, com- com- the, the comedians, like they give so much of themselves, you know, and it's like they still can't please anybody. They can't please a full coliseum of people. A stadium full of people there's always going to be one person that's going to find one thing and criticize you on it or you know uh you know like how uh Joaquin Phoenix's character always does the thumbs up or thumbs down thing like that mirrors the life that we're living right now like likes and dislikes you know like up down the th- the thumbs up or the thumbs down even though he's saying like off with his head or whatever that thumb really plays a big role in our life today, you know? So I feel like...
1: I I didn't think about that, but yeah, that's true. Uh,
0: What else about the movie? Why do you like the movie? Why do you like the movie?
1: So for me, when I watch a movie, all I care about is good characters and good writing. And that's pretty much it. And if I have good characters and good writing, but a crappy story or a good story, I'd like it. And this film, Maximus, was a good character. I could, I could relate to him wanting to go home yeah. to a certain degree, to a certain level. And the writing in this film, I mean, I can't say that there was not, there was never a dual moment because it was kind of a long, drawn-out movie. and There were some... <laughs> dual moments, but overall the writing was done very well and the dialogue was really well. I, I liked, I wish there would have been a little bit more humor in the movie because I feel like anything that is made is good humor kind of adds to the flavor. Some, a lot of times, you know, especially when you're getting to know a character And I didn't think there was a whole lot of that in the movie. But overall, it was a good film. The dialogue, the writing, and the characters.
0: When's the first time you watched it? Did you watch it, like, back then? I I can't remember how old you are. But were you around (laughs) Um, when it it first came out?
1: Yeah, I'm 22. Oh, Uh, God. I was alive when it came out. But I've just never really watched it until, like, July Whenever I was a lot younger, my dad numerous times tried getting me to watch Gladiator, Braveheart, and other stuff with him, but yeah. I never would. But, but you were you were
0: older, you were two years old when it came out, I guess.
1: No, no, I mean over the years. Not, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, not yet. yeah. But yeah, I was well, I was about a year old when it a came year out. old. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, no, I was just pointing that out because I'm like, wow, I I was. <laughs> I'm 32. I'm 32 now, so I was. Man, you're old. Just <laughs>
1: kidding. <laughs>
0: yes. That's what that's what they say, man. That's what they say. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what? I was born 89. So I was about 10 or 11 when it came out, because it came out around 99, 2000. I think it was 2000 it came out.
1: Right. Um,
0: so yeah, I was about 10 or 11 when the movie came out. You were about one. So I saw I saw it in real time. Like I was there when the movie was released. I remember seeing trailers of it on television, you know, and like, oh, my mom, my mom is the one that really got me into movies and TV shows, comic books. I collect a lot of action figures and she just really taught me all these things. And the fascination of film really came from her, you know, and her fascination of it and TV and stuff. So so for you, it was your dad that kind of got you into movies, right?
1: uh no i've i've always been into movies because it's just i've always just been more interested it's always just been another world yeah and so like kind of like an escape um just feel so much at peace when i watch movies
0: yeah do you kind of put yourself in the role of the characters that you watch kind of thing is it an escape like that or what, or what is it? Just define that escape for you.
1: If a movie is written well enough, then I feel like I am part of that world. Right. Like not necessarily as one of the characters. I just feel like I'm part of it. Like I'm the character that's seeing everything. I'm, in that world i'm among this chaos
0: (laughs) that's how i feel i I, that's how i feel with like sci-fi movies especially like i love my sci-fi i love blade runner but especially the new blade runner that was created and i'm really i excuse me sorry i really want to go see dune the new dune have you seen it yet no have you seen the old one no oh man you gotta watch it man (laughs)
1: I've watched the uh, old one sometime. I just, I, I just don't watch a whole lot of newer movies anymore. Just because I've gotten so tired of them. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'll watch a new one every once in a while, but it just. I feel like newer movies are just so lazy usually. Yes, yes. And that's why, like on my podcast, that's why I always review older movies because there's even like. You, even if you watch an older movie and it is crappy, you know it doesn't make sense, really messed up story, crappy falls apart, you know it still feels like there's some sort of passion being made into this movie, even if it has terrible acting and everything <laughs> in it is terrible. Yeah. But to a certain degree, it feels like the people behind this cared about what they were doing. Yeah. And nowadays, we're pay- paying big corporations like disney to entertain us and they have the tools to make the best movie ever but they just make them half ass basically
0: yeah yeah it's solely for entertainment and i agree with you like a lot of the older movies they have substance you could find some substance in them you know there are some movies that are just really really trash but the older movies they were made they were very unique like nowadays all we get are really sequels prequels or remakes there aren't any yeah. new original ideas being made it's all recycled that's true. recycled ideas you know like i don't want another gladiator i don't want a gladiator sequel but give me a movie that's just as good as gladiator in 2021 right like make a future gladiator a few like what would gladiator look like in like if you know? he was a slave. Yeah. Or
1: something like that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like anything, anything at that in that at that point, you know? Like don't don't give us a continuation of something that is already closed. Like it's already closed. I felt complete when you closed that chapter. Now you're gonna reopen wounds and then it's like oh now you're ruining its legacy, you know?
1: You know something I thought was interesting is why do you think like TV shows and video games, why do you think nowadays people care about that more than do about movies? Like, you know, people make a TV show, you know, depending on the movie, a movie takes up a lot of work and a TV show takes up a lot of work, but nowadays it feels like people hear more about a TV show and do more For it, and then just kind of throw in as many movies as they can. But like TV shows and video games have so much better stories and are done so much better. Why is that?
0: I feel it's the way the platforms have been created now to present TV shows and stuff like that because TV shows are like movies now. Like the quality of them, they're like, they're being made like movies. And with all these streaming platforms, You have to make them like movies because when you're watching something on a streaming channel, like the quality has to be up to par. And with all these streaming platforms, the focus is going to be TV shows now because this is the new way people are watching television. They're not just watching your regular channel like ABC on regular cable. They're going to like a streaming network. And they're looking for that content, that like in-house content. Like Netflix has their own series, um, you know. Amazon has their own Amazon Originals and stuff like that. So it's like you're watching high quality TV. These are like movies, but split up into episodic, you know, uh, right. uh, episodes or whatever, like little movies in a way. So you feel like you get, you're getting more for your buck.
1: Yeah, for a TV show than you are for a movie.
0: For a movie, exactly. Especially when your your TV show is being made like a movie, you know. Like, it's really weird. Like, I would love. I think for actors, I think they like to be in TV too because it's long. It's like the long game. Like the money in right. TV is more is ever is more lasting than than a than uh, a money in the movie. Exactly. Exactly. Because then there's the opportunity for for season two, season three, season four. You can renegotiate. Like, I would love to be in TV more than a movie. A movie's cool. You make this little cameo or whatever. You got this yeah. little role, this little line. But TV is, like, it's everlasting. What are your thoughts? Would you want to be in TV or film, mostly?
1: It would It would depend on... I, I, I feel like I'd want to say movie, but it would depend on the story of what story would do what I feel more passionate about telling being part of.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, all right. So we've been in, we've been in, uh, in conversation for about an hour. We got to wrap up, uh, cause we want people to kind of, uh, enjoy the episode and revisit us, uh, at a later date so that we could kind of like, we want to give them these tidbits. Like they know they could clearly hear why we're on these calls, you know, because we could really pick each other's brains and just talk a lot about just everything movie and uh, film and TVs and stuff like that. So this is, I think we're setting a really great tone and foundation. What do you think?
1: I, uh, I, I agree with that. I got one question. I was going to ask you real quick. Sure. So, oh, did you feel like this movie was made with a lot
0: of passion in it? Hmm. Passion. As I watch it, I would say yes. Yes. I would say there's a lot of passion involved in this project and this piece of art. Like, it's art. Right. And though that's what I look for when watching films. Like, not the computer graphics. Like, even though computer-generated images, they're, they are art, there's something about a movie like Gladiator. It's just fine art. It's like a classic piece of art that you could hang on right. the wall. You know sure. what I mean? Where, like, art, the art that's created for, like, these superhero movies, like, I would just keep them in my phone. Like, images right. in my phone. Digital art versus, like, physical, tangible art that you'll hang on your wall and pass it down to like generations you know
1: true that true that
0: what are your thoughts on that
1: i i agree with with all that i I felt like this movie had a lot of passion and i felt like everyone involved in it cared about what they were doing
0: yes we should we should go 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 sorry
1: Oh, and I like you said, I felt like this film was and was art in, in itself.
0: Yes, we should develop a rating system. You and I, like
1: I did. I I, I love that. I I've watched a lot of people do uh, film reviews, and I don't understand their rating systems. I've tried doing <laughs> one myself, and I'm not good at. I'm not good at like. Okay, you know, I'm my mind's not good, but had someone can't yeah that, that'd be cool all right so for today let's let's give it
0: like a like a out of 10 rating but i think uh, offline you and i can discuss coming up with our own unique rating system like whether it's like three mics out of five or like you know two i don't know we two stars we don't want to do the star thing we don't want to do like thumbs up or thumbs down Or maybe we could adapt the rating system with every uh, movie, because like Joaquin Phoenix's uh, uh, character, he does the thumbs up, thumbs down. So like for Gladiator, we could do thumbs up, but like for another movie, we could do stars or rating, like number ratings or out of a hundred, you know. But we got to figure out, we got to fine tune that.
1: All right, Um, we would have to do that at later time, but. As of right now, we can just do a thumbs up and then we can talk or video chat some other time and talk about more.
0: 100%. So we agree. Thumbs up, Gladiator.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Gladiator's thumbs up
0: all right so (laughs) we'll make sure we put that in the description thumbs up ladies and gentlemen we welcome you to watch we 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 encourage you to watch gladiator if you're looking for some substance if you're tired of uh the same old same old if you just if if you're a young kid you're eight years old and you're um interested in roman whatever like all that type (laughs) of history and stuff like that and (laughs) The the real yeah. Gladiator, the, the stuff that they used to do in the Coliseums and stuff like that, and you're interested in that history, I would definitely Terry and I would definitely suggest you go and watch Ridley Scott's Gladiator. And Ridley Scott sure. is a great great director. Uh a lot of his older movies, he gave us gla- he gave us Gladiator, he gave us Alien, he gave us Um Uh Blade Runner. He gave us G.I. Jane. Like, you know, like Go look at his uh, list, his long list of uh, his filmography, and uh, indulge in some real art, especially if you're an upcoming filmmaker or an actor. Any last words you want to share with the people, Terry?
1: Um, not really. Just um, happy to be part of this.
0: Yes, as am I. Tell the people where they could find your show, and where they could find you as well.
1: Um, faithful film fanatic uh, I should be on any uh, podcast Uh, right now I have an Instagram account the faithful film fanatic uh, tiktok faithful film fanatic and I'm working on getting a uh, website put together but uh, make sure you check it out got a lot of new things coming out so
0: that's right ladies and gentlemen check Terry out Uh, he's my boy from Arkansas and uh he's an actor upcoming actor he's a fellow podcaster and we're here just talking about films movies but somehow we end up talking about other life things uh that kind of Mesh into the whole movie and film and TV talk and just talking about art in general and what it means to us. So you'll get to uh, get in touch with him. I'll put his links in the description of the episode. Follow the Faithful Film Fanatic podcast and uh, keep in touch with uh, him on all of his social media platforms, especially TikTok. Will like I said, we'll put the links in the description. You know the slogan: "You are the who and how club. I am the who and how club, and we are the who's and hows of this world." Without you, without me, there is no we. So while we're here together, why don't we just connect? Whether you're in an arc, w- whether you're in Arkansas or you're in Toronto, come together, have conversations, and pick each other's brains on uh, our perspectives on art and all of that jazz. That's what you should do, because uh, we could all learn something from one another. All right, it's your boy Jean checking in. Uh, we'll touch base within a week. All right, hope all is well. La. Uh- Everyone. And hope everyone's good in Arkansas too. Shout out to all of our uh, supporters over there. For sure. All right. One.